What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch a fleet to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back, Jim, Brother Dave, and Super Dave. How's morning. it going, everybody? Morning, Jim. It's Good going, morning. It's going great. Do you, get, do you guys get to believe we do this? I know. Right? I know. <laughs> Good Wednesday. Way to middle of the week. Way to get through it. Yeah. Hump day. Podcast day. That's how it's known in my house. Yep. Have a good podcast day. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You guys want to say the pledge? I know that'll bring the energy up. Exactly. Try to do it a little quieter, right? Yeah, whisper. Yeah. I pledge pledge allegiance allegiance to the flag flag of the United States States of America and and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Man, that was the best one we ever did. Nice. So awesome. The, the we can learn. We can learn. Yeah. yeah. Telling you what. Old dogs, new tricks. That's right. Who's an old dog? <laughs> Not this one. <laughs> Good attitude, Dave. <laughs> I, I'm fighting a cold, Dave. I'm feeling like an old dog today. I'm, I'm yeah, dragging I'm it. over mine. Oh, I didn't sleep well last night. Uh, Up all night coughing. Matter of fact, when that happens, my wife doesn't sleep. I was going to well. say, there's probably two people in right? that didn't yeah. sleep well. Yeah, and she's a light <laughs> sleeper, so she bailed on me early last night. <laughs> yeah, last time I had that cough, I finally got up and left the bedroom because I'm like, this has to be miserable for you, Holly, you right. know, and like go sleep in the other room or something. Cause it's, it's so funny, Jim, because I'm like, that is like my spot. If, if, <laughs> if like I don't sleep there, I need my alarm, I need my watch, I need uh-huh. like, how am I going to wake up? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like that's yeah. not. It's like not an option. I, I had. I'd have to pack a suitcase to go sleep in another room. I feel like you know. <laughs> I'd be the same way. Yeah, Dave. it's just like uh, so yeah. much easier for her to move. <laughs> it's it's not bad if I drag my phone with me. You know, yeah. but you're right, Dave. I got to tell the phone. You know, hey, set an alarm or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I just grab my phone and my pistol, and we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast today is not the opinion of JFWs, but it is ours. Episode sixty-four, two hundred seventy-nine downloads. So we took a little bit of a little bit of a dive there. I would like to chalk it up to not a lot of people were working last week. Just driving around listening to their podcast. Mm, so. Yeah, lots of snow. There you go. We are on the cusp of 24,000 total downloads. We are 23.9,000. But our followers went up, and that's the number I like to see. We are at 159 followers. We also picked up India, Colombia, and Germany this week. Oh, boy. Wow. India. Wow. Yeah. So a little bit of bad news. <clears throat> we do get some complaints on the podcast every once in a while. So lady on Facebook was pretty upset about the gun puns. So I'm here to tell you no more gun jokes because people get triggered. (laughs) (laughs) Knew that was going to be your joke. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Probably a Karen. Or a Darren. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll throw a light hard one out there. It's from Rick, uh, Rick Gray. So what do you get? When uh, you cross a snowman and a vampire. Frostbite. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <Bam>. Frostbite. <laughs> right on. Uh, you had your sights on that one, didn't yep. you, Jeff? You better get one of those coasters back from Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, that's funny. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> no, that was that was Rick's joke, so I'm good. <laughs> Blame it on Rick. <laughs> Not yours. Right? That's yeah, funny. you can lay that so, one on Rick. Sorry, right? Rick. I'm going to brush that off. And that on was you. bad, Rick. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rick, keep those jokes to yourself, yeah. man. It's terrible. Well, it's funny. I, I was going to tell a time traveling joke, but you guys didn't like it. No. <laughs> so, I'm going to jump in with this one. Which is faster, hot or cold? Which is faster, huh? Yeah. Cold? Hot, because you can catch a cold. Oh, oh man. <laughs> man, you thought my fra- frostbite one was bad? <laughs> no, we thought Rick's frostbite. Oh, okay. Good. That was bad. Let's hear Jim's jokes. <laughs> so Jim's jokes. <laughs> The one I chose, why do bees have sticky hair? Oh. Hmm. Wow. It's how they communicate, actually. <laughs> With sticky hair? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they're little hairs. They vibrate them, and that's how the other bees rub up against them, and they can communicate. Well, I thought you were talking about that scene from Everybody Loves Mary or something about Mary. <laughs> no. No. It's my science junk. Bees have sticky hair. Because they use honeycombs. Oh, <laughs> man. I'm going to have to tell that one to Bella. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, that, that is, is a good, good one. one. Yep. That is from Jim's can of dad jokes. Always the basically, be known as the can. So the he, basically canned jokes. Canned jokes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that, my, those are like... Hook me up. Those little round things there, they're like coasters. They're so like, you can like set them out and then all of a sudden have a really lively party going on because everybody's got a joke on yeah. their coaster. Read your joke. Uh, Let's see if it's funny. <laughs> Man, I'm excited. We got three new drivers starting this week. Awesome. One of them is Juan Morales. Welcome back, Juan. Juan did a good job while he was here. He left the right way. He just had this vision and dream of driving at 18 speed and I guess he got that out of his system. I think he did. And then he came back home. He's like the prodigal yep. son. And then Welcome we back, Juan. Yep, welcome back. Yep, I love it when somebody follows a dream or, you know, something along those lines. They have a vision. And then, obviously, we all know that the grass isn't always greener. But then they say, you know what? I really miss the JFW family. The JFW way. Yep. And maybe they'll have me back. And, you know, we do welcome people back. And I just love it. Yep. So... Yeah, the thing is, too, is, I mean, maybe he couldn't drive an 18-speed when he left here. Obviously, he can drive one now, or that's what he left for. But the thing is, is he'll always be able to drive an 18-speed. Right. I mean, he's got that skill. So right. now he can drive a stick, and now he can drive an automatic and have the easy life. Oh, yeah. I like it. What I like is, uh, I can't remember, there was one company when a guy would interview drivers or whoever, he would like to t- them to talk to employees that left. And then came back. That was like his, okay, we're done here. Oh, yeah, I remember pa- that, Jim. I'm going to pass you off to Juan Morales. Juan actually left one time and came back, and this is what he found out there. So, yeah. anyway, welcome back, Juan. You were a pleasure before, and you will be a pleasure again. And then some brand-new drivers to JFW. We got Josiah Martinez and Gilbert Alamillo. So, welcome, welcome guys. You guys. Yeah. Welcome aboard, guys. Welcome to JFW family. Oh, yeah. Celebrations, anniversary, Gabe Gonzalez. He had his one year yesterday. Happy anniversary, Gabe. Happy anniversary, Gabe. And then birthdays, we got Gilbert Benny, Vincent Elisario, and Nat Bisignano. They all had birthdays yesterday. So happy birthdays, Ooh. man. Yeah, and happy anniversary and happy birthday. 
We got Ricardo Christensen. His birthday is on the 27th. What's that? Saturday? Friday? Friday. 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 Yeah. Friday. yeah. Family birthday celebrations. We got Ryan Emerling's son, Blake. He turned 16 today. Ooh, the big 16. 16. Yeah. 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 Emilio Soto. That would be Jeff Soto's son. Has a birthday tomorrow. And then Melissa Martinez. Melissa Martinez is Mrs. Chili Dog. Her birthday is on Friday. A.K.A. Sammy's mom. Happy birthday, everybody. <laughs> Happy birthday, you guys. Yep. Shout outs. We got Rico Christensen complimented Mike Bortz on what a great job he does. <coughs> he has some cemented his uncertainty of coming to JFW. Mike's patience, reassurance, attitude, and he is not afraid to call him out and hold him accountable have made Rico really glad he chose JFW. He is confident he made the right choice and is happy to be part of the family. Isn't that so good to hear? I love we that. We have so many compliments on all the trainers. So so proud, you know, yeah. to, yep. to have those guys training. It's it's yep. just phenomenal. It is yep. it is so good to hear. Yep. Yep. You know, and I, I like the part that he even adds in there, you know, that he's not afraid to call him out and hold him accountable. And, you know, instantly what went through my mind was that teacher you had in school that was a tough teacher, mm-hmm. and you're like, that person had a reputation, and you're like, at the beginning of the year, you're, you think to yourself, oh, I got, you know, I'm just going to say Mrs. Smith or whoever had that reputation. Ma and, Perkins. Yeah, exactly, Jim. <laughs> yeah, and, and you just think, oh, this is this year's going to suck. That's the last teacher I wanted, blah, 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 blah. And at the end of the year, you have a relationship with that person. They made you a better person. And then you leave that class, and you think, why did everybody think that was so difficult when I was just held to the standard that I should have been held to. Yeah, and that's the, you know, I think we mentioned it last podcast, though, but that immediately makes me think it's because that person recognizes that you worked hard. That's what usually is really good about that person is they recognize your qualities, just like Mike probably recognized Rico's quality and go, you know, I'm going to, this guy can figure it out, but here's the pointers, and I'm, I'm, you know, be a little stern, but also to be able to be, you know, lay it on the line and not be, it's not rude, not be offensive, right. I guess. Like you're, I'm going to say it, like you're a dumbass. That's that's not, it's like, not a teacher. Firm but fair. Yeah. 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 I like that. And Mike Bortz, he gets a lot of compliments on his training. Yeah. He does. So. He does. He yeah, does. true yeah. true ambassador. Virtually everybody thinks yeah. Mike's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, to start with, the you know, your involvement, Super Dave, and then, you know, spend a day with JR or, or Scooby, and then turn them out to our our true ambassadors, the trainer. And like you guys said, we just we don't we hear that there might be a different opinion, but there's always a respect, and that's really good to hear. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Francisco Alvarez shot me a text this morning. Good morning, Jam. On today's podcast recording, I wanted to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to Jam, Super Dave, and Scooby for helping me get my tractor unstuck last Friday. Last Friday, I showed up to work, and I came to find out that my tractor was left stuck just a few feet away from my parking spot. After trying to get my tractor unstuck, Jam, Super Dave, and Scooby showed up to help me. We did all we could, from shoveling to using road base to even using trains, to try and get the tractor to grip on something and gain some traction. After numerous attempts, we finally managed to pull the tractor out. Thank you, guys. It comes to show if you ever need any help, these guys and anybody else here at JFW are willing to lend a hand. So I like to speak on that situation because 
Francisco was off the day before, or the park was truck perfect. I think he might have left it perfect, and he came back to it being moved and getting stuck. So somebody from the shop moved it. They went to put it back, and they, they couldn't get it, and they just left it. And Francisco never not one time complained. Mm-mm. He just... He, nope. he was out there just being joyful and nice. We know, just went to work. We just went to work. Yeah. But he wasn't like yep. he wasn't like fixated on the problem. He was fixated on the solution. solution. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Every week this guy's doing something different that impresses me. So yeah. that was good. a team effort that morning. Yeah. <laughs> we tried one thing, it didn't work. Okay, well let's try this. Nope, that didn't work either. Was he loaded, you guys? I don't I don't no, know the whole no. story. No, just no. Gotcha. it just got slick out there. The left front steer tire was in a pretty good mud hole. Uh, and was that twenty three or here, guys? Here. Oh here, here in the back. Double fifty seven. Back yep. corner. Got, there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I walked back there the other day, I think, with Mikey or Dave and I mean we just can't get the the blade here soon enough to fix some of those holes <laughs> that one hole i think it was knee deep it just shocks yeah. you how the little the slow as slow as we drive and i guess once a day or twice a day how large the holes get it's right. just amazing yeah we've put rock in those holes so many times <laughs> right right it just keeps sinking yeah yeah we ended up having to grab super dave's chevy to pull it out. Yeah. The Chevy. That went nice. on his first recovery mission. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we, we pulled it out. Oh, yeah. Four low is amazing. It is. Just a little bit of pressure, Dave, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Scooby had to do a couple of recoveries. <clears throat> that same day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah last Yeah, yeah like, last I think week. that's in our discussion stuff, Dave, that's, about yeah. talking about that. We've had to do two right here in our own driveway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pop yeah. down to that ice, right, Jam? Yeah, we, that front. Yeah. We took care of that yesterday, too. That one too, steel right? tire just gets in that hole, and then the drives are on ice. And yep. That. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, the weather is. Yeah, for as big badasses as those trucks are and how much material they can haul, they're <laughs> the fragile. Yeah. Yep, yeah. right there, just uh, fragile. They're wimpy. Yeah. yeah. It's like a little little frog here. <laughs> oh, I'm stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> exactly. Uh, before I forget, so we are moving. Did you guys have any shout outs? Because I forgot you last week. So. <laughs> I did one just right quick, and it's, and it's all to the snow crews, and it's not to single them out because I know other people want to be on the snow crews, and we had guys that ended up setting but the guys that are coming in for the snow cruise you know we've had a lot of snow we're going to talk about that here in a little bit but uh you know great job last week you guys are or through all of these storms we've well i'll just jump in on that i mean we've had our average for december is like eight inches i know we got 13 inches in december there so that's way above average uh the last not snow total but the storm we just had here in january it's more snow in january than we've had in 30 years and we've moved that we've we've plowed it shoveled it picked it up you know got stuck in it done all that so thanks snow crews appreciate the the hard work being here working together and getting it done you know it's good for good for our customers yeah yep yeah the whole thing is becoming smoother you know, yes, we learned some lessons this last snowstorm. I don't want to say I'm looking forward to the next one, <laughs> you know, because I'd rather have dry payment and move lots of material where it needs to yeah. go, right? But yeah, just the opportunity to fix the things that we missed last time will just make it even better, right? I, I think yeah. that's what makes snow so hard because you do it whatever three months, four months of the year, you know, maybe one year you do it five times and you just don't get very polished at it. Get, this year we've done it whatever ten times. And like you said, Jam, well, now we've got some things in place that we're getting better at it, but it's because we're doing it. Yeah. And there's always something different. But Always something different. Yep. 
Any shout outs, Brother Dave or Super Dave? No. No? Good. These guys shout out each other. Let's see. Discussion. Linda sent me a text, so before I forget, let's pull that up here. Can you announce on the podcast to check your tickets? How to driver take a load to Wilbert Vault? Ticket says Arco. That's a big miss. That's not even close. Have tickets that say plant two, and they went to plant 12, etc. Please check before you leave the scale house. Thank you. So that's that's end dumping 101. I mean, that's something that, you know, we're going to address it because we're missing it, but that's just not doing your job. You got to read your tickets. You got to make sure you're right. They're right, and you need to correct them before you leave the scale if they're wrong. But getting a load for Wilbur Vault and taking it to Arco, that's, that's, that's a big mess. It's yeah. a problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, the the yeah you mentioned it, Jim. Just doing your job—that's all that part of it. So you you grab your ticket. Needs to have the correct truck number on it. Needs to have you need to be checking your weights. You know, so the loader operator didn't overload you, and you go, "Oh, I didn't see that." And you take one down the interstate, just like we always talk about. The customer name has to be correct on the ticket. You know, all that kind of stuff. But that, like you just said, that's one hundred and one. But that is your job. Yeah. You know, that is before you leave that scale. Let's be safe and have the correct. Material material needs to be correct on it, not sand, not rock, right? Yep. All of that. It's 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 the Bible for for you starting to leave and do your job. Yeah, it's like if you went to the restaurant and you ordered a New York strip steak and they brought that out and gave it to a different customer, right? You know, or you ordered a strip steak and they brought you um, I don't know, chicken sandwich. Some oh yuck. Yeah, they brought you chicken. Yeah, you want you want what you hey, ordered, and we you want it where steak? you ordered it. Yeah, we we. I mean, it's in here too. Think about you know not shoveling the sand and rock out, or the you know hauling salt, then go getting a load of sand. What the salt causes, right? Yep. So just like you're talking with the food, let's say you have a peanut allergy, right? You know, and they yep. bring you out something like a you know, I don't know, pistachio crusted chicken. And you eat it, <laughs> you know. It, there's a seriousness there about yeah. everything on what what if, you know, not just the wrong sandwich. Yep. Yep. All right. We have uh, the first annual JFW Truck Rodeo coming up. We haven't had a lot of signups yet, so make sure you get signed up for that. We have a sign up sheet downstairs in the dispatch on the dispatch counter. There's a sign up sheet over at yard twenty three. This is a big deal. And just to be clear, we're not doing a state championship this year. So if you want to compete, this is a place to compete at. We need to make this bigger than than what it is right now. We can't have four people in the rodeo. We did open it up for everybody. So you don't need to be accident-free for a year. You don't need to work here for a year. You just have to want to compete. And when I say compete, you know, it's just an opportunity for you to get better as well. You know? Yeah, I think, I mean, we have to build it up somehow, Jam, that, you know, when we talked to the committee, and like we said, we talked about being here a year, and we threw that out, you know, not having an accident, we threw that out, because this needs to be done joyfully and fun. If you if you go to compete, and, you know, maybe the first obstacle, you drive over the first two cones, it needs to be, ah, I screwed up, you know, or, I, I, you know, I'll do better, or, you know, it's a laugh, it's fun, it's, yeah. it's like, oh, hell, I can't back up today, where's... You know, in old school, we used to go, you didn't get your case of backup, huh? You didn't bring it to the competition, you know, or your <laughs> right. your six-pack or whatever. I, you know, I, I got a Crane Murphy 
I've been with him some days where you know he 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 opened all the cans and still didn't get backed in just to you know just to give him a hard time. But he'd get out of the truck, his hair all messed up and everything, and uh, <laughs> and we joke about it. And other times, you know, Crane would just nail it when we were doing stuff together. So yeah, it's it's a it needs to be a fun event where we go and we test each other's skills, we joke, we pat each other on the back. Yeah, you know, we're we're there together as a family. There's very few things that I think we do here at JFW because it's so hard to get everybody together where this is a this is a spot to all of us to be together and have some fun and and enjoy the day i agree and if you don't do well this year if you've never done it and you need to do well you get to practice for next year because there's something we're going to keep doing and it's going to get bigger and better and you know who knows in five years you might be the jfw truck driving championship could be yeah we, we just need be. to build on it. Got to start someplace. Yep. Uh, here's the next one. If I work today, what day do I get paid for it? Brother Dave, do you know payday. the answer to that? <laughs> yeah, payday. <laughs> no matter what day of the week it is, you get paid the end of the following week. Uh, I think right? they call that a week in arrears. Exactly. Yeah. So if it's, if it's Monday, right, you're going to get paid for that at the end of the following week. So yeah. technically, it's almost, what, 10 working days or 12 working days or... From Monday. You go, you know, 14 yep. days from that day, right? Yeah. If you ask from Friday or from Saturday, it's only going to be 9 or 7 or whatever the case right. may be. But yep. So... Can we can we dig into that some more, Dave? Do you, do you mind? To. I mean, I, I guess... <laughs> yeah. I, I get, you know, as we're saying that, we're telling you you're getting followed, you're paid at the end of the following week. So I want I don't want to mislead anybody because Joanne's going to listen to this and go, "Oh my god, I got to have your stuff by Monday, you know, from from Sunday and Saturday." And she does because she's trying to process it as quickly as possible. You know, she'll send out the settlement, you're looking at it. But truly, all corrections can be made clear till the end of the next week. That's that's Dave's point. Nothing has to be settled on it right now and what we've ran into is, you know, we, we had a meeting this morning with one of the teammates and I kind of got off on a tangent about trust and what we've tried to build here at JFW is we try to pay you for everything or we try to pay you for everything that's fair. You know, our door is always open for something that you don't think's fair. Our door is always open for something. We've had people come to us and go, hey, you paid me $1,000 extra this week and talk about, you know, honorable and I, I just off the top of my head, I think it's Mike Bortz. Several times we've we've overpaid the guy, and he's come here and went. You know, it's it, you know that's not fair. And I guess if there's a payroll issue, you don't have to have the answer right then and there. We take that as being rude a little bit or or a little bit offensive because am I getting paid for this? It just rubs the leadership team and other people the wrong way because. Yes, we will pay you, but that decision doesn't have to be made right then. Right. You know, at at six o'clock at night, or on a Sunday, or on a Saturday, right. we're asking you guys to trust us that that we're fair. You know, one of the people that that you know this came up about. You know, we we helped out their family uh, members when they were when they were in trouble. JFW stepped up and did that, and. You know, if we did that for your family, do you think we're going to do that, not do that for you? And I guess those are step back, take a breath, look at the big situation or the big piece of pie and and 
think about what's going on and, and what's fair and how many, because we all say we're driver support. So when there is a question from a driver, we do try to support you, right. no matter how irritating or <laughs> out of place that that support becomes. Yeah, but remember that one time you guys didn't pay that person? No. Yeah, it's never happened, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, the yeah. time we didn't pay it, I think we talked about it, is, oh, they didn't put down their time? Right. And then came back to us, and then we paid them? Yeah, you'll never work for a fairer company. Like, you know, it's good to it's good to you know deal things, deal with things head on, and know what it is. This way, you have an understanding of it. But nobody's ever got screwed over here at JFW. If you worked, you got paid. Sometimes, if you didn't work, you got paid. So, I mean, I feel we go overboard with it, Jam. I'm yeah, I, above and beyond. I feel like constantly, I'm saying, "Hey, did you fill out a ticket for that? Hey, yep. did you put time down for that? Hey." Yep. Start your time. You right. know what I mean? The, the, the items like that, <clears throat> you know, point in case yesterday, we had a truck breakdown in Holyoke. Mike was going to send a mechanic from here, and that's a seven-hour turn from here. Wow. You know what I mean? And it, it was a simple issue, but we couldn't fix it unless we went out there, right? You know what I mean? And we couldn't really talk someone else through fixing it. And I'm like, Mike, we I, we got to have a truck out near there. And we came and got with Randy, and we had a truck in Sterling. I was like, hey, Randy, hold the truck up in Sterling. Let me get with Mike. Let me see if we can figure out a way to run him back out and either either we buddy dump or we do a drop and swap or, you know, whatever the case may be. And that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep our shop repairing things, number one, because we just keep getting further and further and further behind in our shop right. because of all these incidents that we're running into, right? <clears throat> not, not of anyone's fault. That's just how it is. And anyway, you know... Uh, we're given the driver the information. Randy's given the driver the information. We were able to set it up. Hey, you're in Sterling. We've got you stopped. Turn around. Head back to Holyoke. This is what you're going to do. You know, call Mike. And my whole big concern during the whole conversation is to be sure to make the driver aware that, hey, start your time. Right. Hey, start your time. Right. Hey, start your time. Right. You know, be sure yeah. you know you're getting paid for this. Yeah, this isn't a freebie. Yeah, this exactly. So Thanks for bailing us out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just... Those yeah. are the things. Yeah, and both the drivers when he when he came back in because you know a lot of the guys have been getting off early. He was like, you know, we got that done safe. Thank you for teaching me. You know, and the only question he had was, how do I put that down? Right. How do I put that time down? Not if I get paid. Not if I didn't get paid. And I think that driver wasn't even concerned about getting paid. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because he was he he was happy to get his truck dumped, <coughs> and we handle it. There's always there's always different way to do things, like you said. It was really cheap and the big thing to pay the driver instead of paying the driver and sending a mechanic yeah. out. And it wasn't, it was serious, but wasn't serious. Yeah. <laughs> so they end up doing a drop and swap. Drop and swap. They did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. two nice. two drivers, Jam. And you, was, you've done was, it with us with a loaded trailer and it's, oh yeah, it's, it's a little spooky. Yeah, if you, put, if you think about spooky. it too much, you get scared. Yeah. So was that Edward? Do I understand? Uh, was Shane it? and... Dylan Harshman. Oh, Dylan. And, was totally uh, off. Uh, Todd Dull. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Nice Thank job, you. guys. Yep. Yeah, good yeah. job, guys. Yeah. Handled it well, followed directions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were very careful. Yeah. Listen and, uh, Listen to Mikey, which is, yep. you know, the, the main step. He's got a lot of experience, <laughs> and, he, and he, puts the, he puts the steps in the correct place usually. Sure. Super Dave, what do you think about the weather and the snow amounts that we've gotten this season? Well, I'll tell you, we're having a heck of a winter, you guys. Um, it's been coming round after round. I, I guess 
all of the California moisture makes it up to our Rockies and, and turns into snow, but it's been colder than normal too, I feel. Uh, we have another cold snap coming next week, um, but uh, it is Colorado and it won't last forever. Man, I, I just love having my own personal weatherman here at JFW. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, some days you have several, don't you, yeah. Jeff? Oh, yeah. We're, all, yeah. we're all looking at the weather. Yeah, we yeah. got five apps each on our phones, and it's like, all right, well, what's it going to Well, do? mine says <laughs> yeah. I'm showing. Yep. So basically, we'll get between one and 60 inches. Yeah, yeah. right, so. right. But the beauty is, though, it is Colorado, and it, and it won't stay this way. It's going to yeah. be sunny and warm here just right around the corner. Yeah, and I, I think that you know part of what we wanted to talk about too is I know we had some unusual weather last year again, and you know they talk about global warming or whatever. It's just winter, you know, and you right. how can you trust Mother Nature? But you know we've had all this snow. We have a lot of salt and, and squeegee orders. We we've had a lot of snow removal, and we try to get through. It's not just making money for us, but trying to take care of the employees. And you know if you if you get tall, called at ten o'clock, try to come in and do a load. We 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 don't know. You know, um, if you can volunteer for the snow crew, volunteer for the snow crew. Sometimes we have some changes. And we're, you know, we always, when we talk to people, you have to do this job for a season. We've hired some guys, not not in the bad time of our year, Dave, but in the slowest time or the, the most difficult to get through. And so everybody have some patience. Uh, maybe if you've been here long enough, you got some PTO you can use up or, or ask to use it up um you know if it gets if it gets tight maybe maybe we got some guys that are a little more comfortable maybe you can say something to dispatch maybe they can run you a couple days extra um you know everybody everybody tries to work together here and we don't know what your situation is unless you say something yep. you know and, and and don't do it with you know i'm i'm bitter i'm not making enough money we we all have bills you know but this is the time of year that we need to work together when you when you do get that day you know don't stop and take a 20-minute lunch or a 30-minute lunch. If you haven't worked for a couple of days, go grab that load right away. Yeah. You know, you might make you another load, and, and, and it's how we get through the winter. Uh, you know, make sure you, you raise your trailers up a little bit or block your tailgate or you make sure you shovel the material at the end of that day so that you're ready for the next day. Everything adds up for getting the loads in the wintertime and the next day. You know? Back to that being a Boy Scout, being proactive instead of reactive. Yeah. Yep. Just being prepared. Yeah, I think Todd mentioned to me yesterday, and what happened to his truck is we've been doing some programming updates in the transmission to try to help with the transmission problems, and we've done, I don't know, half the fleet, I'm going to say, right, Dave? A, a, a ton of trucks, several. A ton of trucks, several. Not, not one problem with the update in the transmission. Now, all of a sudden, Packard did their own update internally or some kind of thing, so when we did the update to the transmission, it deletes the PTO. Wow. So the truck, two trucks, we, we did two updates because we're doing them on services. We had two trucks yesterday that left the yard that had no PTO. So they're really not and, broke down. Yeah, and their PTO worked fine the day before. Day before, it, yeah. We call it self-inflicted wounds yeah, all the we, time. We, yeah, right. So really, we, we're responsible. We did it to ourselves. We're killing ourselves but had no idea. And, and Todd mentioned, you know, he goes, I, I go over my truck. I check that. And he said, you know, he said, from now on, I'll check my PTO. Good idea. Good idea. Before you leave, I said, you know, especially in the cold, Todd, because maybe we have a valve, maybe we have a hose, maybe your your 
uh, bags didn't drop, all that kind of stuff. And he said it was such a great lesson because, like like you said, Dave, worked great the day before. Yeah. You know, why would it, why would it not work of course. the yeah. next day? Yeah. You know, so yeah. kudos to Todd for recognizing that going, yeah. yeah. And and you never know. You just never know. So Yeah, we lucked out the rock trailer that was here. It was a rock trailer. He was local. So yes. he buzzed in, and I still don't think we were able to fix the programming. No, we were... Mike was pretty but upset it, last night yeah, about it. We, yeah. we ended up taking them both to Kenworth, and I said, well, did you try to delete the, uh, the update? And he said, yep, and it won't, it won't take it. Right. Uh, the, the, the old programming, he said, we don't know what to do. Yeah, you can't take out the new and put on the old. Yeah. Just, computers don't work that way usually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, great item to have on your pre-trip, though, and that's to check your PTO. That's how things end up on my list. It's because I missed them before. <laughs> yeah, oh, usually well. always. I think that's right? everybody's list. Sure, <laughs> sure it is. is right? yeah. <laughs> I mean, you ever have a dead battery in your car and you're like, I wish I had some jumper cables. <laughs> yeah. Right. And the next time you're at Walmart or wherever, you're like, oh, Hey, I gotta I grab those jumper cables. Down on my list here. <laughs> yeah, I, t- I I gotta. In fact, I'll, I'll tease Jim Senior. Um, Erica borrowed the the caddy, and uh, she was at her apartment there, and she had some friends visiting. And their rental car, the battery was dead on the rental car. And Erica's like, no problem. I'll help you out. I'll jump you. Whipped over Grandpa's big old bad Cadillac and no jumper cables in the Ooh. Cadillac. And Erica's like, Grandpa didn't have jumper cables? What's, what's up with that? So, yeah, it's just a little poke a little fun at you, Dad, that no jumper cables in the Caddy. Yeah, you don't even need jumper cables anymore. You could just buy a little jump box. I got one that's probably the size of a brick. Aren't those amazing, Jam? Yeah, and just you know, I need to. I probably need to take it out and put it in my wife's car because she'll probably need it more than me. But how cool you get you get out from the grocery store. Oh, my battery's dead. Just hook up this little jump box. Yeah, and away you, you have go. to keep those charged though, right, Jam? But they stay oh, yeah. charged. Like yeah. I, I've used mine. Like it's at a hundred percent now. If I went out and gave you a jump, I think it's at ninety eight percent. Gotcha. Like, it's that efficient. It just stays. Wow, that's Yeah, incredible. it's not something that I'm continually having to charge. Yeah, that sounds yeah, cool. So, yep. Let's see. Snow shovelers. Speaking about snow removal, the amounts of snow, the workload. Uh, we have added four snow shovelers to the snow snow removal team. Yep. And it's exactly what it sounds like. We got four, four, four drivers that are going to be using shovels to take care of walks and other parts of the facilities that we we have contracts with that are being missed, the sidewalks, the offices, stuff like that. So it's important cog in the wheel. And, uh, you know, some people might be like, you know, I don't want to shovel snow. But the four people that volunteered it, volunteered to do it, they understand they're getting paid to do that. And uh, it's a good way to get your foot in the door on the snow removal team. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. like driving. And we're, and we're trying to jam is the reason we, we did four people is – Two people, you know, two night day, night people, two day people. But those two people are always helping each other. Mm-hmm. It's not one person stuck shoveling that sidewalk. Team up together, knock the snow off. Makes two people makes the job really easy, easy right? I mean, yeah. it's really not much to shovel. They're going to be salting the sidewalks along with with uh, shoveling it, and and it's a safety thing. And those two people to people that are out walking, whether you know. Yeah. Everybody can get in their car and drive through some snow, right. but when you're trompsing through it in right. your shoes or whatever, you know it sticks out. Those two people will make a shine, or those four people will make a shine. Next level. Did you say trompsing? Trompsing. Trompsing. I'll have to look that word up. 
not trampsing, trompsing. <laughs> that one I know. <laughs> I'll tell you what, very often you, you can drive your car through ice and snow a whole lot easier than walk. Right. Yeah. You, you go walking, and you, we call it the poopy walk, Ass. and uh, it's dangerous. Yeah, I'm your telling car doesn't you what. have the poopy walk, does it? <laughs> yeah, but you're not going to fall out of your car either. That's <laughs> right. <true>. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well. You bust your butt. <laughs> Hit your head. Yeah, uh, slip when you get out and hit yeah. your head on the step or something, right? When that goes out from underneath you. So it's funny. I was just going over with one of the guys this morning, and I, Rick, if you're listening, Rick from uh, Rick Bowen from MHC Kenworth, I've learned this from you, and and you started this quote with me two years ago or three years ago when our relationship started. But what did, I'll give you one chance, Jim. What does Rick always say? Uh, probably the devil's in the details. De- yes. Thank you. Exactly. Going to say that. So yeah. here's my question. We've got. A vehicle set up for shoveling. We've got people set up for shoveling. What would be the next big detail that would be crucial to that job? <laughs> a robot? Well, I'd have to say snow, but I'm sure that's... No, that we would need. <laughs> shovels. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> Do you think any of us have checked if there's shovels? I figured they'd steal the ones from here. <laughs> that's kind of what I thought. Right. But you know, Scooby So was, a little detail, we should probably have like four shovels. I'll tell right. you what. Not Scooby just was at Home Depot yesterday because we needed brooms again, and he had only one square nose, you know, dirt shovel that we give to the drivers. He said they were plumb out of snow shovels. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Didn't have a one. Yeah. yeah, each one of those guys should have a plow shovel, you know, the big wide ones, and then a scooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple make their yeah. You know Tools. what else? You know what else those guys should probably have is cleats. You're probably not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to buy a new snow shovel, and I want it to have a ten horsepower motor. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I, you don't even shovel. I know. <laughs> you don't even do it. You just want to go buy tools. Well, he's going to make oh sure it has a ten horsepower motor with electric start for yes. Jackie. Yes, <laughs> she won't have any of it. She, I've tried to talk her into it, but she's like, "I'll just shovel." I like to shovel. Yeah, that's what my, she says. My wife, bless her. My wife's in charge of snow removal at our house. <laughs> she mentioned getting a snowblower, and I'm thinking, like, what do I need one of those for? <laughs> <laughs> or you have one, right? She's she's shoveling as yep. fast. Looks like it's going. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, she killed it this last time. I couldn't believe that. It was home. it was I some came, heavy snow too. Yeah, I came home and I mean, my driveway was like down to concrete everywhere. I'm like, oh. Pretty nice. impressive. Yeah, nice. it's like everything I bought. We probably talked about it. I bought uh, several years ago what I thought was a badass snow shovel. You could almost like push it. You know, it's got two grips on it. Oh, yeah. And you push it kind of like a plow yeah. you could, you know. It's like a snow plow for a human being. Right? right, right. Or stand beside it and the handle's up top and you got one in the middle and you can really just toss it to the side. Well, it had an aluminum or a steel edge on it and it would grab on everything. Oh, yes. uh-huh. You couldn't push it. You couldn't. You know, you tried to shovel and it would stick and grab the concrete. And I mean, I fought it and fought it. And I think finally last year, I drilled the rivets out and took that piece oh. out. It is the nicest shovel. <laughs> nice. It is like, I'm sure the plastic will wear out now. You know what I mean? I'll need another one. But man, is it nice to shovel. That aluminum with. edge is grippy on concrete, isn't it? It sucks. It? Yeah. 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 You go to shovel and it like binds mm. and you're like mid yeah Mid throw and it just oh, yeah. stops you cold you're yes. going along yeah. just fine and then boom and it hits you right in the gut right or you hit your back <laughs> you know you tweak your back because it stopped you know mm-hmm. it kind of leads me 
to the to the snow plows. You know how we kind of tell everybody drop the plow and lift it a little bit, yeah, right. because that's that steel or that not aluminum. They're not yeah. aluminum, but that's that steel. You can't take your hand sto- snow shovel and pick it up a little bit, yeah, right. and shovel. You can't do that. So just a tip for the snow plows: bump that blade up so it's not just dragging on the ground. Saves those bits. Silence. Yeah. Awkward, yeah. <laughs> awkward silence. Yeah, I was listening and I thought I saw another shout out coming. Oh, through, okay. It's not what it was, so I got confused. So uh C Max has been closed all this week. Why did we bring that up? Just because with it being slower in the weather and finding work, typically we send ten to twelve trucks at this time of the year on a C Max job. We haven't been able to do that this week because our pile over there got so big. They had to spend this week moving it. Am I right about that? Yeah, you're you're it's spot on. It was okay. it wasn't that our pile got so big, Jim. I mean, just I mean, it's semantics, right? Discussing this, but uh-huh. they needed to move the pile to get it closer to where they're going to utilize it, got or it. that it's closer to the hopper or grizzly or whatever right. you want to call that they're feeding. They're making their trips for too long. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and 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 they did that on purpose. They let us start early. Because they knew they needed that to get mm. material funneled in there. Got it. I'm worried it could be even longer because of the snow and these cold temperatures. That, that they didn't didn't get the piles moved. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I mean, I don't right. know that. But, you know, something just to clarify on top of that is when it had been a little slower and we were using extra trucks on that, you know, we appreciate everybody with their understanding of that. We have right. two choices. Put some extra trucks on there so everybody gets a little work. Right. Or park trucks, right? right? I mean, we were utilizing that because we're kind of in control of it. Right. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. You know, we were trying different start times. You know, I'm, I'm saying we'd have 10 trucks on it one day. Well, these five guys had a 5 o'clock start time. These five guys right. had a 6 o'clock start time. And yeah. we were trying to alternate that because that was all we had. Yeah, and I'll just say it, it, it was a little frustrating on our end to hear people complaining, you know, there's too many trucks here or I'm only going to get three loads. Okay, you could go park your truck, and the other guy could get four. I guess you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it's 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 so hard to get everybody to look at the big app, the big piece of the pie, the big right. pizza, the big apple, all of that jam. Because yeah. that it's not just you, right? You know, and 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 Dale, he he took the brunt of it because right. he's been loading five to eight trucks. Okay, right. then you get stack on ten, you stack on eleven. Right. Well, all the guys yeah. are showing up yeah. early. It's more work for the guy. Yeah. He is the only loader. Yeah, it was a different job for him. Right, yeah. <laughs> but but okay, so let's help him out and maybe not say anything, maybe not come back for that, I don't know, making it up eighth round, you know, because you, you, you're you just thinking about yourself because this is, this is for everybody. And if those trucks are doing that, it opens up all the rest of the loads we have for salt, for snow, for everything. It's, yeah. It is a... It is a joint effort, you guys, yeah. not not so much individual. Yeah, it's been a big lesson for me here at JFW, just getting the big picture, trying to keep everybody in mind and knowing that what you do affects everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we you know, a conversation this morning, we asked somebody to go out of town and and uh, the conversation kind of, I, I felt, went south. And again, in my personal opinion of what does that pay or 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 uh, you know how much does it pay or whatever or it doesn't pay enough. However, the deal is is, is guys, you get, you gotta trust. Yeah. You know we're not we're not gonna send you out of town for a dollar where you make no money. It may not be the money you make on running Central all day in the summer hard, but we've also probably asked you because 
you're responsible. If something happens to the truck out of town, you can take care of it. Maybe you're a teacher or a trainer, and we send a new person with you. You teach them. They get the experience. Maybe you run your ELDs or the electric log, and while you're gone, it allows two more trucks to work here. So you're making money. The trucks here are making money. It is truly just about, you know, and back to that old word, together, if we all work together, we are just so much to get. You know, watching football this weekend, I know I feel like I'm on a soapbox here, but watching football, those teams that won this weekend, they work together. Yeah. And the and the one guy, you know, he didn't go out and go, what am I making this play? <laughs> uh. You know, they do know they'll make more to, more money when they win the championship and right. then win the Super Bowl, but how did they win that? Right. Together. Together. Yep. And what else did they do by Oh, I'm a I'm a center so I'm going to go play guard. No, the center did his job. Right. He snapped the ball, right? He didn't decide to do something else for the day. <laughs> right. It's so funny, Jim, because I, I mean, this morning I wanted to bring up some football references, and I didn't. And, I, you know, here during the podcast I've been thinking about the football references, and there's just so many things, you know, that I, I, I'll bring up Ricky. You know, he's a, here in the shop. Huge Cowboys fan. Huge I mean, he fan. Was, he was so excited. I heard him talking to somebody prior to the weekend. And then, you know, the Cowboys didn't fare so well, right? I asked him. I ran into him yesterday, actually. And I was like, Ricky, what happened to the Cowboys? And he was like, ah, oh, 100% on the quarterback. 100% on the quarterback. You know, he threw those two interceptions. You know, 100%. He, Dak was just off. And I'm like, I, I get it. I get it. And what I heard from that, is it's funny how one person can affect the whole team, right? If that one person is off, it can affect the whole team. If Dak would have thrown the ball to the to one of the end, one of the ends, or a wide receiver, and the guy didn't catch the ball, and you know it was stripped or whatever the case may be, and it was taken away from him, and the other team got the ball, right? That one person affected the whole team. It affected the whole game, and it's just huge in in what we do. And a lot of people don't realize how their portion affects everyone else here. And and that's true. And in and, and that team atmosphere, and you know, the sports I've played though, sometimes somebody's having an off day, right, Dave? Right. Let's say, you know, uh, Prescott did throw the interception or not thrown well. Well, as as a running back, I gotta look at it and go, Man, he's off today. To help my team out, I have to step up and I, I have to be better or yep. let me help him out because he's helped me out. How many times? Yep. Same thing in the simplicity of in the summer when we're just so busy and you sit up at Fry's at the end of the day so you don't have to go get the last one. That falls on that other guy and maybe he doesn't want to go get that load because he's worked his butt off all day. You know, it, it is, again, the big picture and together. Now that we're slow, let's look at the big picture. You know, let's maybe not go hog that extra load you know, when Bob could go get it or something like Absolutely. that. It's, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's not one answer doesn't fit what we do. It doesn't. And it depends on the season or the day or the week. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Brother Dave, this one's near and dear to your heart. Getting stuck, spinning tires, and shock load. Yeah. yeah. There, there, there's another one, Dave. I'll let you take it. But there's another one. <laughs> one answer doesn't fit. Right. That <laughs> yeah, different scenario, <laughs> different situation, different case. You know, going forward, going backwards. Just we've we've you know made several announcements on the radio, all sorts of stuff. 
uh, when you're spinning those tires, the components inside those differentials are tiny. And when one of those tires grabs traction, it'll just shatter the components inside. And that's what shock load is called, is that that horsepower has to be absorbed somewhere because that tire stopped, it's transferred to another location. If it can't transfer to another location, it breaks things. So that's basically shock load in a nutshell. But here's the big thing, and Jam, you started on it. We, we, we talked about it, about the pothole out front. We call it a pothole, but where the water was melting through the gutter, right? Right in front of the sidewalk here, we had two trucks pull out, and they were doing a nice job going super slow, got stuck in it. The steer tire was just, I'll call it almost a rut that they were trying to cross. It's like a wall they had to climb yeah. up out of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jam and the drive tires were on a sheet of ice, yep. right? And it's kind of funny. It doesn't matter what gear you're in, you know, my, my assumption, and you know what happens when you assume, but my assumption is when everybody's leaving here, the majority of everyone just put it in drive and haven't downshifted so they're in third gear when they're pulling out is my assumption. I know that's not the case with everyone. So anyway, when the truck has stopped but your wheels are still spinning and you're in third gear and it drops to one wheel, that one wheel wheel end, it's spinning pretty fast. Mm -hmm. So if it were to gain traction at that moment, pretty good odds you're going to break something. Right, so there's there's a lot to what we do, you know. If if you know you're coming to that to an area that's going to be tough to navigate, we talked about this up at CMEX. We talked about this up at Arcosa, uh, up at Fry's. If you ever have to go up top, uh, a lot of the guys do it when they back up the ramp at Plant Twelve. But engage your power divider, transfer that that strength to all all to both axles to everywhere it can. And that takes a lot of load off off your diffs and transfers that energy. Things can still break then. But the big thing is don't spin. You know, the minute you've, if you're on the throttle and you're not moving, you need to stop. And and the way to stop the automatics, you literally have to step on the brakes. Mm. Right? So something something very crucial or important to think of, you just, just stop. Let's, asso- let's assess what we need to do, you know, I saw you out there, Jam, Scooby out there. You guys were breaking the ice in front of the tires to, to get the, I don't even know who it was yesterday morning, but to get that person out, you know, it was it was a big deal. It didn't seem like much, but it was a big deal. It wasn't a big deal because nothing went wrong. True. <laughs> Would have been a really big deal if we lost a diff right here in the Right, in the absolutely. Yeah. Know, so. yeah. And there's so much when I, when I listen to you, I guess, because we're, I'm passionate about it. We're passionate about it, Dave, and, and the technology. But we've talked about it over and over. Those trucks meet peak torque at 900 RPM. You know, that's 1,850 pounds or 1,800. Is it 1,800 or 1,850, Dave? 1,850 yeah. foot-pounds of torque at yeah, 900, 900 RPMs. RPMs. You know, when Super Dave, when we when we all started driving, you know, that was, that was it was 1,850 at 1,800 RPMs or 1,750 <laughs> You yep. know, and you, you're trying to get the truck up to that, or you're pulling a hill, and you're trying to get it in the sweet spot. These trucks, you can pull down to, what is it, 1,100 or 1,200 RPM oh, or something oh, totally. like that, yeah. and just let them pull. And that that excites me. That's badass. That's that's cool. But it brings that other aspect that basically when you let out the, the, the a clutch, I want to say clutch, but step off the brake and that urge to move kicks in, you're almost peak torque. Absolutely. You're going to spin. Yeah. And yeah. and just like you said, Dave, when you grab and 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 jam, I I, I know you kind of made that noise or like whew, you know with the, but the mass of that tire of that size of tire spinning wide freely, and then grabbing 
it's just so big around and that's all mathematics or, or science. It's not like your little 15 inch tire on your, on your pickup or yeah. your car. Yep. And so there's so much. And I, I, was, I was listening to you also, Dave, I mean, how many times have you, and the automatics I haven't so much, but you reach over and you hit the brakes cause you're spinning and that whole truck, everything goes, yeah. you know, it just, everything comes to a stop and you're yep. like, holy crap. Right. You know, what was, what was I doing? Right. You know, and, and to get it. And then, you know, in that situation, like Jam said, you know, nothing happened, but you had to do some shoveling. You know, a lot of the times you guys are carrying traction with you. Get up and shovel some sand down, shovel some squeegee down, shovel some rocks down. Maybe it's, you know, and the big deal is, like Dave said, try to look at the situation you're going into. I mean, for years we had trucks turn out here and go up uh, 52nd here to the light and 53rd and up to the light and everybody sit behind each other and then everybody was stuck, you know, because it's got slick. You know, if you're out on a snow day and you know the slick areas or it might be slick and you're facing uphill, don't go that way. Think of your route. You know, go down to the end of the street, grab 56th, and, and go out the other way. Yeah. You know, where it's flat. I mean, there's just so many things that we can think about. I think it's amazing, Jim, at the end of the street here at 53rd, where you turn on to Quebec, so many trucks leave the car with the truck wash. Even when there's no snow up there, it can be a sheet of ice because all the trucks have pulled up there during <laughs> these freezing drips. temperatures. Yeah. And it, I mean, the other morning, well, it was lunchtime. I left to go to lunch. And get lunch. And when I turned out onto Quebec, I, I spun. I was like, whoa. And the truck even went a little sideways. And I'm like, holy cow, I, I haven't even touched the throttle. You know what I mean? I'm barely moving. So Yeah. 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 Which, which leads you to the really easily to the other one, Dave, about looking in front of you and, and knowing where you're going to stop and start. We can't preach enough because Scooby had to go help two people this time of year that when it does begin to melt or it doesn't even have to melt, maybe it melted at night and it's still soft underneath the snow, is the sides of the roads and job sites for two more months are going to be terrible. Oh, oh, I mean, terrible. I mean, you got to walk when you go into the job site. You can't, I mean, I'm picturing pulling up to one of the state sheds, and maybe you don't know where to go in the state shed. You pull off to the side of the road to walk in the shed to dump or a city shed, but you were sitting on the shoulder. You know, because you think it's good to get out of the way, and that shoulder is just soft and muddy. Yeah. I mean, that day we made two announcements last Friday. Don't get off the shoulder of the road. You know, stay on the crown of the road. If you're delivering out to any of the dairies, if you have to pass a car on one of the dirt roads out there, just stop, right? You don't need to keep going 35 miles an hour and get closer to the edge and get sucked off the road or anything like that. <clears throat> we had one person get... You know, they were just stopping for a pee break and grab a, a drink up in Brighton, pulled right off, and it was almost a high speed stop. I was I was I was shocked when I watched the video and I thought, wow, what what is this person doing? And you know, they got so far off the shoulder of the road and the truck was leaning that the steer axle, when they tried to go, actually slid a foot and a half sideways further in the ditch. Wow. You know, and luckily they were empty and their trailer was flat. The tractor drives were just a little leaning. But we were able to go up there. Scooby had to shovel in front of all the tires, shovel a path from the steer tires, both of them, up out of the snowbank, up onto the road, and he was able to pull it with his pickup because the pickup was on bare pavement. We sent the service truck because it's heavier, more traction. We don't want to spin tires, you know, all of that stuff. And the other one was kind of a weird one. Uh, 
but it was another one of those where we talk about just stop. You know, no one's holding the gun to your head. Just stop. And uh, it was the entrance to Central Plant over here. And there's a, a pothole so big where the pavement ends just before you make the turn in. The driver was going slow and the trailer went in the pothole. And that pothole, it's, it's 10 inches deep, man. It full of water, whole nine yards. And the driver was going slow, but one of our other trucks was trying to pull out. And instead of just waiting for that truck to pull out so he could swing wide and go around the pothole, put the trailer in the pothole, then the truck was on top of the bridge and it was all ice-coated, and we couldn't get going. So we were stuck right there. We were blocking the entrance, couldn't hardly see to leave. No one could get in. It, was, it became a dangerous deal. Had Scooby run over there. You know, we had to borrow Brandon's loader, had to hook a chain around the rear of the axle, pull the truck backwards, you know, get it out of that situation, get him out of the way. Then Scooby was able to go get some rock with the loader or have the loader go get some rock. They filled in the hole and whatnot. And, you know, one of the things on those holes, and we've talked about it before, over the years, we've learned we, when we have a tire come in, one of our, I call it a super single, but one of our single trailer tires, if the tread is completely torn off the inside tread of the trailer, we've got a pothole somewhere we need to address. And it literally just takes and rips the the closest tread, the shoulder tread, right off of that tire. And, you know, once I saw that hole, I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, Jim, you just filled one because you went up and graded up there at Arcosa, getting out onto 93. And, you know, those are the things we have to look at. You, you As a driver, you have to be focused. You have to be vigilant. You have to be aware of your surroundings. You know, in the, in the situation going into Central Plant, all that driver had to do was stop. Let the other driver out, and he could have swung out and went in. You know, and we talk about that all the time. Just stop. We say it all the time. Just stop. Just use your patience and stop. No one's going to say anything if you stopped and say, well, I, I don't think I can get around the driver. Or don't think this or don't think that. So, yeah, just stop. Be, yeah. It, we're just in a time of year that it's just different applications compared to what we normally have. Yeah, you know, it's going to get worse before it gets better it will oh be. totally yeah. um you coined it the other day jim wait till we start getting a couple of 50 degree days oh holy cow yeah, is this water yeah this yeah. ice is going to turn to water which is going to turn to mud yeah. it's going to get real bad yeah. yeah dave i can't wait for a couple 50 degrees <laughs> yeah. especially after next week, yeah, after next, next, week, week dave, yeah. we got a cold snap coming next yeah. week oh, yeah man. and i just want to touch on that dave is you know why go through the pothole at all you know and the thing is 99.9% of the time, yeah, you can go through the pothole, nothing's going to happen, all right? But you have that percent of messing up the tire. You know, we did get stuck in it. And at the end, by not waiting or going around the pothole, look how much time it cost you. Yeah. When driving the, around the pothole probably would have cost about a hundredth of a second yeah. <laughs> to just drive around. I almost wonder if it's that sheep theory, Jim. Just following? Just just sheep. The, the, just, the sheep in front of me did it, and the sheep behind me are going to do it, so I'm just going to do it. And I think of that every night when I go home. You know, I go out here, and I get on 270, and it doesn't matter what time you leave here. It's stop and go traffic, you know. And I look, and for as far as I can see, every car stays right in the center of the lane on top of every bridge down 270. Oh, isn't that? Jeez. It dude. drives me batty, right? I'm the very first person that, like, you just cut right over, and I, I have half my truck on the shoulder. And the other half straddling the two tire lanes of the slow lane every night when I go home. And it's funny. You look in the mirror, and pretty soon everybody's doing that behind right. you. Because they're like, oh. But when you first get bah. on the highway, no one does it. Bah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You, that, that 
one bridge is so bad, you almost can't miss a pothole now. It yeah. used to be you could right. hit the shoulder and yes. drive right yeah. around all of yeah. them, and you yeah. can't anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I didn't say it to Dave last night, but I thought a, a test, because you guys have all seen it, because it happens off of coming southbound on 25 when you get over to get onto 270 and 76. But in the winter, a test for the state or anybody is in the winter, if you go across a spot when every el- every place else is dry – but when you go across a spot and all the snow's knocked off your vehicle and it's wet, <laughs> it's that's a bad spot. Yeah. Right? And the bridges last night, they were soaked, Dave, <laughs> right over those bumps. Uh-huh. And then every place else was dry. I'm like, when it beats the ice off your vehicle, uh-huh. it's bad. And even, it, there's a good tip for the drivers. If it's beating the ice off your truck, something's happening to your truck. Yeah. Shocks, airbags, tires, sidewalls. Air ride cab, seats, you know, your hood mounts, your your you spring shackles, stack mounts, stack mounts, yeah. something uh, uh, hydraulic tank mounts. Yeah. Something is happening to your truck to absorb what you just freaking drove. Slowly over. but surely, right, right? Jim? It just yeah. beats them up. So go around it. Go around it. Yep. You know how you can see those? Well, let me ask you. Do you guys know how you can see those rough spots in the summertime? With your eyes. <laughs> I see. Yeah, probably the watching the car in front of you just like bounce all over the place, like we did this morning, Dave. That would be one thing. That's I mean, that's one thing for sure. I, you can always see those areas because there are always huge oil stains in between where the tires travel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh all yeah. The, all the vehicles that yeah, are traveling, you know, right. they have leaky engines or have oil traveled down their down their undercarriage. It's where it shakes them off. Yeah. When you hit that bump, the oil slings off of their car, yeah. you know, right in the center lane. I mean, I can be traveling out of state on a road I've never been on or haven't been on for a year and a half. And you're like, oh, there's a, there's a bump up there coming up. You know, I mean, whatever yeah. the case may be. Huh. Yeah. Like the, when you're, when you're it, that too, Dave, when you're traveling, if anybody pays attention and I know they fix 76, but when you, I, I always used to see it quite a bit when I go out to Grand Junction to visit Erica at college is you get those whoop de doos in the in the on uh, the road there, but like the low boys or the trucks with the axles mm-hmm. that stay off the ground, that third axle. And there's a skid mark. There. And there's a skid mark yeah. where it touches. Yeah. You're like, ooh, that. I bet that's rough. Right. You know, if the if the trailer's doing that. So right. yeah, yep. the telltale sign. Bumping a road. <laughs> yeah, bumping Speaking a road. Speaking of potholes, and I was gonna wait. I was gonna wait for questions from the audience, but Gilly, that's Dario Rodriguez. He asks, is there a way to get some fill dirt for some of the big potholes in a red lot? Yeah, we do. I mean, if it, <laughs> if it wasn't for the amount of snow we do and being frozen, we would have already graded it, yep. you know, and, and tried to fix it. We probably ought to just take maybe the skid steer and just put some materials in some of the bad ones. But, yeah, yeah. Abso- absolutely, Jim. Yep. It's, we'll take care of it, Gilly. It, yeah. yeah, it needs to be done. And it's not, it's not good for the truck. Just all there is to it. Yeah, and everybody having to walk back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not safe that way either, yeah. Next item on the list, the side of roads, shoulders being soft and slick, and pulling over for potty breaks. Yeah, we did We did cover that, Jam. I know you... Oh, I, know we, I was on a potty yeah, break. Yeah, you were on a potty break. We yeah. did get to that. So, yeah, I think the... <laughs> I, I mean, I know I mentioned it, but cleaning the trailers, we, we compared it to the, to the food. You yeah. know, as far as the salt, you know, you guys are switching so many products right now, and we're, we're linking loads together. Actually, Randy is linking a lot of loads together. We're hauling... You know, three-quarter rock from Lamar. I think we're grabbing two loads, heading to Kansas, grabbing a load of salt, coming back here. Your trailers have to be clean, you guys, or we'll lose those customers. <coughs> we'll lose those hauls. Not only will we may have to pay for a product 
that we that we a bridge deck or sidewalk or or whatever it is it is just so important that you guys do your job this is you know these are one of the you know i think tipping over is like one of the scariest things to me but ruining a customer's product is something else i worry about it's just because it's so unnecessary it's like tipping a trailer over. Yeah. It's unnecessary. Look out the back window. I, can't happen. Yeah. I love the analogies we do on here too. And I, I mean, still one of the most favorite ones, you know, we were talking about in reference to the customer asking for the material they wanted or paying for the material they, they got, right? Yeah. And you did the pizza. You know, I've always just said it. You'd want all the pizza. And you were like, Jam, I, I'm, I'm pointing at him saying you guys. But anyway, Jam brought up, man, you'd be pissed if the pizza guy delivered the pizza. There were two slices missing out of it, and you you follow him out to the car, and you find the two slices in your driveway, <laughs> right. right on the way out, and you're like, "What? This is bullshit, right?" <laughs> right. You know, so something I just thought of, and I, maybe you know, I'm I'm just so stupid being analogy driven, but I always think you you have to think of it in a different way. If you go eat barbecue at some place, what's what's left on your plate, even if you ate everything on your plate, right? I mean, it better just be bones if you're going to barbecue with me. <laughs> Isn't there usually barbecue sauce yes. left on your plate, Jam? Yeah. If you were to go get dessert, would you put a piece of pecan pie on top of that barbecue on your plate? At home or at a restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> no, I get your point. You'd want a clean plate. Absolutely, yeah. man. You, I, I don't want barbecue sauce on my dessert. Yeah. Right. Your key right? lime pie? Ooh. Oh, man. Wouldn't that just freaking ruin it, Jim? Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm just... That's yeah. my analogy. You know what I mean? Here, you just delivered the main course. Now you're going to pick up dessert. Be sure your plate's clean. Yeah. And, you know, great analogy, you know, thinking of that. But there again, <clears throat> so that's your barbecue sauce and your pie. And it's really going to affect you. So you probably wouldn't do that. Yeah. That's what we're asking you to do to take the next step, though. Leaving that salt or that rock in that trailer probably doesn't personally affect you. But it will affect the customer. Yeah. Yeah. The customer does not want barbecue sauce on their key lime pie. And you can fix that. You can make their experience amazing by not leaving your barbecue sauce on their pie. <laughs> I liked your nut analogy earlier. Was it a pecan-crusted chicken? Uh, yeah, Pistachio-crusted pistachio crusted yeah, chicken? You know, salmon? You know, maybe something like that. I love that. Yeah, and, and then you get all the nuts off the plate and then... You give it to the next customer and they die, right? I mean, some yeah. people have that have that allergy, and I, I I don't know. We you are in control of so much, not only just the safety aspect of running over somebody or killing them, or you know, looking the blind spot, but you can affect so much with that truck. It's just it's just amazing. And when you do your job, everything works well. Yeah. They're, right, it's just simple. Do your job. This isn't rocket science. You yeah. know, we've we've provided brooms, we've provided shovels, we've asked you to clean out, we've trained you to clean out, we've explained why it's crucial. You know, it's up to you to do it. You know, Jam's favorite one of his sayings, man. Is it a people problem? Well, usually. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> no, is it a world problem, a skill problem? Yeah. Yeah. Business is easy until people get involved. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You know when. When our steering committee or our leadership team are all focused on on one person instead of having to do our jobs, mm. it becomes time-consuming, yeah. right? And it grates on you, especially when that person knows the job, knows it, the routine, knows the drill. 
Yeah, and, and you know, so many analogies, Dave, and I, I tried to use that this morning. It just pops in my head when you, you know, because we can't deal with the rest of the, the drivers when we're, when we're concentrating on that one driver. But it is just the weed. Yeah. You know, and we're, we're working on that weed because usually weeds <coughs> spread. But while we're working on that weed, not, not the one flower, but the whole rest of the garden usually suffers. Because it's not getting fertilized, it's not getting water, it's not getting all that. Because we're just looking at that weed, and man, is that depressing! It's a dandelion in the perfect lawn. You yeah. show up and you look at that perfect lawn, and you're like, "Man, that lawn looks perfect." Oh my God, look at that one weed! Look at that one dandelion. It just it ruins the whole lawn, right? Yeah. Dandelions are going to certain species going to be good pretty soon. Yeah, going to replace rubber in tires. Nice. The root systems on a certain type of dandelion. Huh. They're really they're really close to pulling that off. Hmm. Wow. We won't be dependent cool. on, on rubber. Yeah, dandelions were brought over to the New World because it was a food source. Mm-hmm. You know, they would eat the yeah. leaves and Hey, know. why are these super singles yellow? <laughs> <laughs> Bees are chasing me. Those are the dandelion tires. Yeah. Kind of cool. <laughs> Too bad they're not red. Actually the roots are red. Hmm. Yeah, 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 they are. Yeah, actually. yeah, even better. Yeah, red tires. Red tires. Yeah. Match the cab. That's right. Oh, yeah, big shape, brand new red tires. Shiny Absolute, red tires. Absolutely. Next on the list, backlog of work we have with all the jobs shut down. Did you already? No, 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 Jam didn't. No. Um, yeah, we, guys, I, I just wanted to touch upon it. We touched upon the the weather. You know how much snow we got in, in December. How much snow we're working on here in January. The cold snap coming up. We've talked to all all the customers, you guys, Brandon and stuff like that. You know, and they got their mixer drivers, they got their asphalt guys. Everybody's you know you know itching to get busy. You know, this time of year. Um, but every one of them's got a backlog of work, not only on the books that have been there. That you know, if you get this job finished, here's a backlog. Go do this one. But this snow and this amount of weather backs up everything. And they were itch- the last time a couple weeks ago we met with them. They were itching to get going because they're afraid this will really back things up, and we'll just be so busy that it's not, you know, it's not going to be fun. We're going to try to be get caught up. So everybody, kind of be ready that we're going to, you know, we got to get caught up. Once it we get some fifty degree days, we're going to be yeah. dealing with the melt melting the mud and and busy as crap. Yeah. Yep, before you know it, it'll be summertime and we're just going to yeah. be wide open. It does creep up, doesn't yeah, it's, it? It's definitely been, we've been fighting through some things right now, but next thing you know, it's going to be hot and we're going to be wide open. I mean, I, I just mentioned to Super Dave this morning, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but have you noticed it's light till five now? <laughs> you know, we're a little after already. It's like, oh, wow. it's We've already picked up almost an hour's worth of daylight, 30 in the morning and 30 at night. I, I joke, Dave, because Dave came up and, and was telling me that. And Dave said, no, I didn't think I really noticed. And I just told Dave, I was like, God, I thought it happened faster. I don't notice it because my phone said, uh, you know, getting dark was at 5.09 last night. And I want it to be like at 6 o'clock already, you know. So, no, I I didn't notice, Dave, because I guess I'm impatient. I want it right now. You know when it really hits me is when we have these like March or April snowstorms and it's snowing. And it's like you're home, it's the end of the day, it's snowing, but it's still light out. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm like, wow, this is a spring storm. Yep. Yeah. You always like when the, you know, 
one week the trees aren't green and the next tree, week the trees are green and you're like ah how did that feels, happen yeah. it just feels yeah. so good boof yeah we'll yep. be putting fertilizer down on the lawns before you know it right right <laughs> oh man what's up uh what's up with the blind spot review jim what's that about uh gosh did i write that in this jim was that me yeah darn it blind spot <laughs> review i don't know let's I review the I, blind spot i gotta you, go with just blind spot do you remember? Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, to, to to review about us going over the blind spot that we've been trying to run the campaign. That's yes. what it was. So go go ahead, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Let me take this. <laughs> Let me take Jim's point. <laughs> no, no, I I think only because, like, truly, I brought it up because our insurance company has brought it up, yeah. right? And uh, whether everyone knows it, and and I'll I'll say in the last year and a half, I'll go with eighteen months. We've had five accidents all in the blind spot so as a fleet driving down the road we change lanes and we hit we're hitting cars in our blind spot where is our blind spot do you ask it's where you can't see a car where is that well it could be anywhere down that truck or trailer yeah right it could be in the front it could be in the back all five of these happen to be in the front so you know over the years you, you go back historically here at jfw all of our trucks were just your basic truck right well, then came the advent of, hey, they now make a mirror that goes over the passenger door. It's at the top of the window of the passenger door, and it's a big convex oval mirror. That's to help you see forward in the blind spot. Oh, hey, Jim, we should get those, right? Right, so we get those. So go a little further down time, and, and you're like, hey, they make hood mirrors now for the front of the truck. We should get those, so we get those, right? Still have accidents. The whole last bevy of trucks three years ago, you know, all the Pete's, I think we did like 40 Kenworths. We got what was called Blind Spotter, which is a basically a radar unit on the right behind the cab on all the trucks that reads your blind spot. I, I, I was proven wrong. I said none of those trucks had accidents. Well, I think as it turned out, three of them, right, were, were part of those five that had accidents. Two for sure, I know, right? So... It still boils down to the driver looking in that blind spot. You have to know beyond the shadow of a doubt there is no vehicle in that blind spot when you change lanes. And this is also one of the reasons we talk about changing lanes slowly, right? If you're changing lanes slowly and you didn't see that car and you just happened to hit it with your steer axle, your reaction is going to be to jump back, right? You're going to go opposite of that noise like, oh, I just hit something, I'm going to go back. You're not going to continue, right? So that way, we just barely bumped the car. We've had scenarios in the years past where we've hit that car, we did a pit maneuver, we spun it sideways, we're pushing it down the highway, and then we spit it out going the wrong direction on the other side of the truck. And it, they've been horrific accidents. They're terrible, right? So basically, what this has created and, and what I believe Jim is mentioning by blind spot review we're working on a campaign right now with our steering committee that is going to put that at the forefront of everyone's minds. And it's going to be to, to see in that blind spot, to see there's no car there, to, to know those things, right? You're going to turn on your blinker. It's going to blink at least five times before you change lanes. You're going to you know continue to look as you're changing lanes. We've had drivers turn on their blinker. They glance. There's nothing there. And then they change lanes and they're not even looking. So lots of lots of things to talk about there. I'm excited to see how the campaign turns out. Uh, it's something we're working through right now. We were talking about doing a, 
a bracelet that came with it that, you know, you always had that hand on the wheel. You're always seeing the bracelet and you're like, oh, I need to look in my blind spot and, and check that lane. And, you know, some type of just visual aid reminder. There's just all these things that we need to do to be safer because it, it's pretty humbling when you sit down with your insurance company and they're like, well, you had a pretty good year except for five accidents that are all the same accident. Looks to me like you've got a problem there. And that's that's humbling. You know, when you sit down and you've done this as long as we've done this and you get humbled, it's humbling, <laughs> right? You know, it's embarrassing and that leads you to promote change. We need to change. This is something we need to stop, you know, and, and we've tried to come up with plays on words, you know, I, I'm stuck on this C thing right now and it's not the letter C, it's the vision C, you know, we've talked about, you know, somehow pairing it to your number one sense, you know, you've got sight, smell, taste, touch, feel, blah, 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 blah for your senses. And uh, your number one is sight, right? I mean, you see things well before you hear them or touch them or anything, you're going to see something there. Now, of course, you can say, well, you can't see it in the dark. Well, no, you can't, but we have lights, right? We have all these visual aids to help us. You see lightning before you hear thunder, just, you know, all, all of those things. So anyway, I'm, I'm, kind of stuck on the sea. I I want to see that car next to me. I want to see the concrete wall before I back into it. I want to see the pile behind me before I back onto it and tear my mud flaps off. You know, there's all these things visually I want to see and and promote in this in this uh campaign that we're going to try and roll out and you know, hopefully we can get it up and going here and I want to shoot for the next 30 days, you know. Sooner would be better because I, I mean, I don't think we can wait a day. It's critical we're if we could roll it out Friday, it would be great to roll it out Friday, but we're not ready. You know, we've we've learned as a group, we work really hard to make things good. You know what I mean? We could just be cheesy and slap shit out there and have a half-ass campaign and do a crappy job that doesn't mean anything. And we look at it 30 days from after the rollout and go, well, that didn't work. That was crappy. That was, mm-hmm. whose idea was that? Or You know what I mean? And it we, I want it to be good. It needs to be good. You know, we as a team and we as the steering committee, we as the leadership, it needs to be done well. Yeah. yeah. It needs to be amazing. Just working on this campaign makes me think about the first line of the creed a lot. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, that's what, I, that's what I was thinking. For one thing, Dave, you did a great job <coughs> doing that just now. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> just, just joking You hooked with me you. up on a joke, Jim. I got your back, man. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. Some brotherly just, love this morning. Just listening to you, you know, and we're, we're all, because he's right, you know, we're trying to run that campaign. I think even a contract will go along with that, yep. that you sign, and you, we make you aware of it. And, and you're saying, you know, we need to roll this out soon. You still need to be doing it today, you know, yeah. and and yeah. and and we obviously we haven't made an impact enough because we're still having those accidents. You know, Jam said first part of the the creed, you know, makes you think of that we have that creed. Dave goes over that in the in the when he hires you. All of this doesn't seem enough, so now we we're going to try to do a a, a rollout, you know, and all we're trying to do is make it impactful awareness. So yeah. it's at the front of your mind. Right. You know, when, again, this is your job. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, go at, we don't ask you to go out and smash into cars during the day. Yeah. You know, we ask you to see the cars. Uh, when, when I first started driving, I, I didn't mention it last week. I remember talking about it that when dad would take me out driving, his little thing was, what's the color of the car behind you? 
What's color of two cars ahead of you? What's car, color of the car beside you? What kind of car is that behind you? You know, and I was supposed to have memorized that and known and be looking in my mirrors. When when we've had these accidents, sometimes that car is set beside you right. for I don't know, making it five miles or five minutes. Yeah. You should have known that car was there. You know, Dave, I know you harped on that last week. Super Dave, you harped on that that you gotta know that car's there. Where mm-hmm. did it go? You know, and, and that means you're not paying attention to your driving. You know, and, and then we're We've all went down a street and go, oh, shit, were all those lights green? Yeah. Because you do it subconsciously. But if you've been driving like that, that's when you wake up and go, oh, where'd that car go? You know, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the music. Maybe I'm enjoying listening to the podcast. I'm not paying attention. But before I make that lane change, I got to sit up. I got to look at all my mirrors. I got to look out the back window. I got to look outside window. I got to look out the hood mirror. Got to see if my, put my turn signal on, see if my blind spotter beeps how much more can we give you when it boils down to doing your job that's it right jam brought up the creed we face and overcome all that stands before us well we needed to change lanes safely because the second one is we're accident free right i mean we need to i mean we need to cover those bases there is a campaign right there is a contract exactly (laughs) we already have the campaign <laughs> I mean, you know, and here we are, you know, spending some time on it, but yeah. we think it's important. We need to make it impactful. We need to bring it to the forefront. Yeah. You know? I mean, I would love to sit down with our insurance agent after this year and go, hey, thanks for bringing that to our attention last year that we had a problem with that. We Look, addressed it. We had none this year. We resolved it. Yeah. That, that'd be great. Oh, man, it would feel good. That. Feel yeah. very good. I, I, don't, I don't want to get off in religion jam but the thing is is if you only had to preach about god one time no we need to hear about god every day right and you wouldn't have any sinners i mean you you preach about you know what i mean if you preached about it and we we would all not be sinners anymore no that's not true right and (laughs) that would be wonderful but just like this we're we're preaching about being safe because we can't all be safe every day we have accidents yep Sometimes you need to hear things over and over again. Over yeah. and over again. Some of us are going to get barbecue sauce on our key lime pie. Oh, yeah. boy. I know I Yuck. brought that up, but that just sounds gross, right? I need it joyfully. <laughs> <laughs> I just have one thing to say. Together, we are accident-free. Yeah. yeah. So let's work yeah. together to do that. Yeah. Yeah. My, I'm not trying to be an ass, but when I said the campaign reminds me of the first line of the creed, it's just we've been... We've been struggling through it together, <laughs> right? We've been we've been campaigning, yeah. but that means it's not right, yeah. right? Right, Jam? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. When it when it when it rolls out, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. You know, that's the cool thing about this group is it is very difficult to come up with a plan and to orchestrate it, and more importantly, agree upon it. Right. And and uh, you know, I said what's cool about this group? It's easy to take your ball and go home. Mm. It is so easy. It is just easy. And to take some your days ball. it just really feels good <laughs> to take your ball and go home, right? Because you you fought all of these other things throughout yeah. the day, right, Jim? You know, had to take care of this, had to take care of that, this situation, that situation, and you just don't have the energy, so you just give up. You take your ball and go home. And I I guess that's where I applaud our steering committee. We I think we as a group try really hard not to do that when it's so easy to do that. And I, I guess you know. It's just not easy. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. This is a tough campaign. We're not coming up with with the the right verbiage that right. you know. I, 
I don't want to say we all agree on because obviously some people are more vocal than others. Right. Right? And that's not pointing fingers. That's just our passion, right? Yeah. I'm just making light of it just because there's been so many ideas. Back oh, and totally, forth. Jim. We, we have to have fun, man. <laughs> we, think, we think we're on a track and then we're not. And then we think we're on a track and then we're not. And yeah, it's, it's just funny as but well, it, but enjoyable and it's a good time. And yeah. It'll be amazing. There's no doubt. But making about fun of it, will that get one person to remember? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's all part of everything right. wrapped wrapped up into one. Yeah. You know, I I know you just mentioned jam that you know we talked about the barbecue sauce on the key lime pie and you said you'd eat it joyfully. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, at what point do you really have to eat that joyfully? You know, why why would you have to? Just right after dinner would be the point, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, I was thinking, you know what, you know, when my girls were little. You know, and they go, oh, try this, try this. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, I don't like that, you know, and I'm yeah. an adult, don't have to eat it. But guess what? I tried it because that was the example. Right. That was the right thing to do. Man, know? Jim, I, I had to stop falling for that after a while because I don't like sour stuff. Uh-huh. And kids like sour stuff. Yeah, but I, I know the whole tomato thing with you. <laughs> you proved it well with Dad yeah, when you threw up. <laughs> the, the, the sour stuff, man, that stuff, I'd explode. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't do sour well. If you I know what? Go ahead, Jim. If I think my daughter's drank out of anything, I won't, I won't touch it. Because of the backwash? <laughs> yeah. You want to sip that? Nope. <laughs> Is that my soda? Oh, we can't figure it out. Just give it a dollar. Just give it a dollar. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'll, I'll die for you, Bella, but I won't drink out of the same water. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. It's funny you say that because my daughter and her husband, man, they pick up a sippy cup and they'll just drink right out of it. And I'm like grossed out. Uh, <laughs> a sippy cup doesn't allow backwash, Dave. I don't care. It's got a little one-way valve in there, man. Yeah, my wife grew up. Her little brother was eight years younger. And, you know, that was an era 50 years ago, right? You ate what was in front of you. Oh, yeah. You poured a glass of milk, you drank it, whatever, you know. And I mean, her little brother, so like when she was 10, her little brother was 2. Or when she was 12, he was 4, right? And they would sit down and eat as a family, and whatever was left, you know, it'd be like, oh, here, your brother didn't drink his milk. Finish his milk. <laughs> Janet would be like, <laughs> she is scarred to this day from that, right? I mean, when you say you won't touch Bella's, like she didn't have a choice. And I mean, this, my poor wife is scarred from this, man. Like, I'll have to remember that next yeah. time we have dinner tea. Janet, will you just finish my drink? Yeah. No. You need to just make sure it's milk too, Jim. And, and like maybe drop a cookie drunk crumb or, you know, some floaty or a little foreign object so it's not straight milk. Right. One of those little plastic yeah. flies. Right? Yeah. She's got yeah. one of those gag reflexes too. She'd yeah. look at it and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> it'll be fun to tease Janet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So I, I, I do want to finish on that, you guys, because we got sidetracked. But on the, on the uh, you know, doing your job, we've used that phrase a dozen times. We're talking about the right lane stuff. And uh, to a degree, when you don't see a car in your blind spot, and we've used the term do your job, that's also kind of carelessness. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess, you know, we've talked about it time and time again, the story about the, the rescue crew with the helicopter that flies out and, and rescue people in mountain ranges and stuff, you know, and this guy's jumped out of the helicopter a thousand times and he didn't connect his carabiner. And the last time he jumped out, that was the last time he jumped out. He didn't do it again. And I guess I relate that to the lane change or even dumping, you know, are, are you such a good driver that you don't need to look out the back window? You know, this is the time of year material's going to freeze. We're going to have problems, issues like that. You need to look out the back window. 
you need to check that blind spot you need to change lanes slowly just all of those items it's just every step we take is so crucial so please i just want to throw that out there do your job it's important you know Amen. yeah i just <clears throat> one quick thing to go over um even my girls are teasing me about it but i brought it up enough about putting your shopping cart away right yeah and <laughs> you know we say it all the time so jam this weekend sent me this really breakdown about you know being able to be governed and you know you can't be governed if you don't don't put your shopping yeah, cart away andy just tried to bring that to super dave and i yesterday yeah and, and, to, and i was like oh man jim just shared that with me that's you know it's so good <laughs> right and, and you talk about the lane change and and being careless dave and the one this is this is extreme okay but the bottom part of this is a person who is unable to do this is no better than an animal and I, I disagree with that, but that's, that's strong words, okay? An absolute savage who can only be made to do what is right by threatening them with a law and the force that stands behind it. So if you could be prosecuted for hitting somebody in your blind spot, mm. how many accidents would we have? Yeah. Prosecuted. If you did jail time... Or hitting somebody with your blind in your blind spot, and it's easily you're easily convicted because we all know what's happened. Right. You know what I mean? How many blind spot accidents would we have? Mm-hmm. So this campaign, we're trying to come up with a law or uh, some forcible way that's that's joyfully done <laughs> because we're better than animals, and we don't have to be forced to do something. But if you think about it, that's that's, I mean, that's got a deep meaning. I, I don't want to ever be prosecuted for something that I can do willingly, right, and joyfully, and and what's the, and it makes me better, mm-hmm. you know. If I can go along, and go, you know, I've never hit anybody in my blind spot. Yep, probably just jinx the shit out of myself, <laughs> but. Yeah. I never have either, Jim. Right, Dave? Because you backed into things. I've driven into things. But I've never changed <laughs> lanes that, into a car. That's that uh-huh. drip, triple check thing. So, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, good. I hope we reach people. Yeah. I hope we get people to think, right? I think the you know, contract, the- I think them having something tangible in their hands, I think it will bring awareness. You know, will it reach everybody the same way? It's. Hard to say. You know, and, and I am I am kind of, kind of talking about the podcast too, Jim. Yeah. You know what? I hope that at some point you really grasp this or it, it, it clicks in some people's minds. I hope this helps to share. Absolutely. Randy wanted to talk to the out-of-town drivers real quick. He left a message that says, please make sure you are running your ELDs properly. Kansas DOT is tougher than Colorado's DOT. And there's a rest stop near Colby, Kansas. That's basically a training center for the DOT. They have their their school there, and they just go up the street to the rest stop and practice. So if you're going right. out of town, make sure you're doing your job. Right. Not not to try to add anything to that, but if you've practiced on anything, if you've done anything, Jam, you usually need what you're practicing. Yep. Right. You need like if you if you take somebody to your to your gun uh, class. You usually have guns oh, yeah. and, and ammunition and targets. So, what is this? What does K dot need? They need ammo, <laughs> <laughs> and we're the ammo, right? <laughs> so, yeah, pay pay attention. Yeah. Let's not be the gun for them. Yep. 
Uh, let's see here. Safety topics of the week. Distracted driving, mobile phone usage, and scanning mirrors. That actually came from Dustin Romero. Dustin's been helping us out, finding things uh, Samsara has not been finding, and he's noticed that we could be doing a little bit better in those areas. And really, those are, uh, well, scanning the mirrors isn't, but distracted driving and mobile phone usage is a deal breaker, okay? There's no ifs, ands, or buts. You cannot be using your phone, and you can't be distracted while you're driving a big truck. Scanning the mirrors, that's something that just makes you sharper and better. You should be scanning your mirrors every five to eight seconds. The other thing he wanted to mention was running heavy on the interstate. You all know, 80,000 pound gross weight going down the interstate. That's any of the I-roads, I-70, I-25, I-270, I-76. Can't be heavier than 80,000. Absolutely right, Jim. Lots of lots of laws about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we could dive into these topics, but they're pretty self-explanatory. They are. So, yeah. Soup, I know you got an interview coming up. Do you want to hit us with the high road hauling? Oh, sure. I have a good one. They're I, all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're all good, dude. Yeah. The I was over <laughs> at Yard 23 the other day working on a one of the truck CBs, and Ken was there, and we just started chatting. And it actually was a nice day that day. And uh, he actually tripped my my thought process on this. He says, I said, what should I do a high road hauling on this week? And he said, well, why don't you do one on the sun? And I thought, wow, you know, that's kind of a big deal because it's wintertime. And I'm looking out the window right now and it's snowing. And uh, it seems like we've been doing this podcast a lot and it's been snowing outside. (laughs) Wait for some sunshine, Dave. Right? So anyway, this one's really good. Uh, Winter. It's cold, dark, and snowy. This time of year, when the days are shortest, we get up in the morning and go to work, and the sun doesn't come out for a couple hours until after we start. When we get out at the end of the day, it's already dark and cold. No time to do anything at home, but do you really have the energy in the first place? We're past the holiday season, which keeps us busy and focused on other things. The festivities take our minds off the short days and bad weather. This is when time slows down and the days and season drag. I call this the dog days of winter. We are totally focused on spring coming, dreading the next snowstorm and the overnight temperatures cold enough to turn untreated diesel fuel into a slushy. <laughs> the days are getting longer and warmer, hearing the birds talking into the morning light, hoping to attract a mate, when it seems they're singing to hurry the winter season along and tell us spring is right around the corner. The dog days of winter make it seem like spring and summer are a millennia away. Low light and low energy and low morale. This doesn't necessarily mean you're sick or coming down with a bug. It is called SAD, or Seasonal Affective Disorder. And it is actually very common at this time of year. It is also known as the winter blues and winter depression. It is thought that shorter days and less daylight may trigger a chemical change in the brain, leading to increased sleep, Daytime drowsiness, loss of interest, irritability, fatigue, or low energy, increased appetite, and weight gain, among other symptoms, including depression. The treatment for SAD can include psychotherapy and antidepressants, but there are also things you can do on your own to help relieve the symptoms or prevent them altogether. Uh, First, get regular exercise. 
eat healthy, balanced meals. Try to be patient and focus on the positives. Stay away from alcohol and drugs. These tend to increase feelings of depression. Do things that make you feel better, such as go to a movie, create projects around the house, go to church, or participate in social activities. Do something nice for others. Take vitamin D. This can improve mood and improve bone and teeth health and strength. Go outside more often, even if it is cloudy. Normalize sleep patterns to reduce oversleeping and excessive napping. And light therapy. This increases serotonin and melatonin, which produce, uh, excuse me, melatonin production, which improves mood and your sleep quality. It turns out that the term sunny disposition is more than an expression. Researchers at BYU found more mental health distress in people during seasons with little sun exposure. On the contrary, days with plenty of sunshine are associated with better mental health. In fact, the availability of sunshine has more impact on mood than rainfall, temperature, or any other environmental factor. So the next time you're feeling down, get outside and enjoy our plentiful Colorado sunshine, but wear sunscreen. And the, the quote today is, concentrate all your thoughts upon the work at hand. The sun's rays do not burn until brought to a focus. And that's by Alexander Graham Bell. Nice. Good so, job, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, good, good one, Dave. Very good. good. Soup, you want to hit us with your final thoughts as well, just in case you've got to go? Uh, yeah, i got a couple minutes left. But uh, my final thoughts today are, are kind of a byproduct of uh, – uh, uh, my interviews that I do and the way that I try to motivate people um, to improve and to help others. So I use this term a lot. It's called being an everyday leader. And there's actually a really, really good TED Talk about um, how to be a, a, an everyday leader. But you lead by example. You have integrity by doing the right thing uh, all the time, not just when people are watching. But you understand and see when someone needs your help or just a good word, just a little pick-me-up, a, a compliment or a thank you. Um, that's what an everyday leader does. And when we have a lot of everyday leaders, these everyday leaders raise the bar of all the people around them. So out in your daily work today and uh, what you're doing today, try to be an everyday leader. Nice, Dave. I like it. it was, that's, I'm going to parlay right on top of that because we, we talk about that, you know, just to reiterate that these final thoughts are a byproduct of what we've just talked about. And it, it still boils down to just doing your job, doing it well. It's easy. You were trained. You were shown. Please just do it. It's simple. And you'll have a lot better day, a lot better week, a lot better month, and a heck of a lot better year. That's it. Short and sweet. I like it. Jim, you want to kick off the iron sharpens iron thoughts? <laughs> sure. I guess we've piggyback we've, on yours. We've, um, yeah, we've just talked about that. Uh, Randy uses it quite a bit. I mean, I've said this lots in the last few days. Dave uses it once in a while. Jam, me and you talked about it this weekend, but um, I had Jam look it up and he, and he did so for us. It says here in the Bible, it says iron sharpens iron. And one man sharpens another. And I, I kind of 
twisted that earlier about the iron, you know, one man sharpens another iron, is that sometimes maybe uh, my thoughts about that is you have to sharpen yourself. You know, I, I thought about it for a closing argument that you have to do things that sharpen yourself, whether it's in your relationship, with your friendship, at your job, you know, and I, I guess if I wanted to relate it to that, like changing lanes for you to be sharper, you need to look two or three times before you change that lane. Um, in your conversation with somebody, you know, listen to what they have to say that that sharpens you and sharpens your iron. Um, and then, you know, Jamma, I don't want to take away, you know, hopefully well, you can keep, add on to this on, on, on your part. But, you know, when me and Jam spoke this weekend, you know, lots of people come to him with, with I don't want to say problems, situations, okay? And he is great at dealing with that and helping with that. And he hope, he hopefully, if I'm not taking words out of your mouth, you sharpen that person, right, Jam? You're, I hope so. You're trying to, right? You know, but with all of us, who sharpens him in that situation or, or who helps sharpen myself? And hopefully... When you're when you're working with somebody or dealing with somebody, you know, and, and could be as simple as my wife. My wife sharpens me all the time. My girls sharpen me all the time. I have conversations with Jam. He sharpens me. I have conversations with Dave. He sharpens me. You know, and, and I'm grateful for that. Super Dave. He he sharpens me over the years. So, I guess that's that's my thing. Is that that's just an impactful, you know. In the Bible, it's impactful, but it's just an impactful statement, you know. And you can look at it so many different ways of being sharp. And I, I don't know, it's impressive to me, Jim. I like it. I like it. To me, what I hear when I hear that Bible verse is, we're designed for community, you know. And that's one thing we have here at JFW, right? We have the JFW family. We have the steering committee, right? <clears throat> but we can't do it alone, you know. Iron sharpens iron, or Sometimes I like to call it filling somebody's cup. You know what I mean? Like, you know, his cup's a little empty. We need to fill his cup. You know what I mean? Eventually, if you just keep filling people's cups, your cup becomes empty, right? But what I would encourage everybody is to find a group of people. And I pulled out a challenge coin. We read it this morning. The leadership challenge coin on the back of it, it says, find a group of people who challenge and inspire you. Spend a lot of time with them, and it will change your life forever. And to me, that's iron sharpening iron. So, you know, and it's just not one man sharpens another. Women, find a group of women to help you become better and sharpen you up. Men, find a group of men and do the same. It's not to say that men and women can't sharpen each other, but that's what we find in our lives. <coughs> you know, if you're in a relationship, if you're married or otherwise, you and your partner are continually trying to grow together and sharpen each other up. But men, and this is a problem that I struggle with, men need men to do life with as well. Women need women to do life with as well, to learn from each other and grow together. So, yeah, just picking back on, on, on your final thoughts, Jim, that's, that's what I get from Iron Sharpens Iron. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just impactful to me. I love. I love yeah, the statement. Absolutely. You know, whether yeah. Randy or Dave first. I think. Rand, I think Randy might be the first person I heard it from. Maybe not. But what I what I loved about that whole thing is, you know, Brother Dave will say, "Well, one of Randy's favorite say sayings is Iron sharpens iron," and you brought up Dave says, right, you know, and I'm like, actually, God says that in the Bible, yeah. <laughs> way before us, right? Yeah. I, I should I should give props to who, who deserves it, right? Yeah, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, absolutely. So good. Yeah. I guess Super Dave is out. <laughs>
he said he had time. Oh, he's answering the phone. Or yeah. Something. Oh, he's gotcha. Got something happening. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's a wrap. Let's say the creed here and. Nice. Let's do it. Let's Sounds do it good. in our inside voice. All right. Okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Together we face and overcome all that stands before us. Together we are accident free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. And together we are the JFW family. Together we're the JFW family. I screwed it all up. So <laughs> uh, that fourth line gets me every time. So, but thanks for listening, everybody. I hope this podcast made you a little sharper today. Absolutely, and, uh, Jim. We look yeah. forward to speaking with all of you again next week. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yep. Have a good week. Be, yep. safe. Be safe. Stay warm. Yep.